Praise God. <clears throat> Last week, I started talking to you about a subject called faith that overcomes. And let me read uh, the scripture, the base scripture that we've used, the foundational scripture, I should say, for this message. Uh, I want to remind you, okay? 1 John chapter 5. I'm going to remind you a few things and then we'll proceed further today. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh. So, when we're born again, I said, we have been gifted with divine potential and to live the life of an overcomer. You're designed not to go under, but to live over, above and over. You're designed and you've been blessed with his potential to live the abundant life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it more abundantly. That is our portion in the Lord. Don't, don't, Forget that. Don't uh, neglect that because it is according to our faith that we receive everything from the Lord. So you've got to develop your faith to believe, yes, abundant life is my portion, not sickness, not disease. Yes, the attacks may come. You will have tribulation, said Jesus. So that means we're not exempt from tribulation. We're not exempt from some of these testings and trials. They will come. But in spite of them, you will overcome. And the way you overcome is by faith. Now, I don't want to go through everything that I said last time, but I just want to remind you of a few things. I said, the only way you can overcome fear and live in divine health is by your faith. Now, don't let others influence your thinking to begin to live in doubt and fear. Because remember something, you are not going to overcome this in your own natural strength. You are going to overcome this by God's strength and power. The Bible says... Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It is by the spirit of God. God knows that we need his spirit because it's his spirit that imparts the divine power for us to live that victorious life and to live that life in boldness. Amen? See, that's why he said to the disciples when he was leaving uh, on, you know, and he said, wait in Jerusalem. For you shall receive the Holy Ghost. When you shall receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. Hallelujah. God knew that they needed divine power to overcome the onslaughts of the enemy, to overcome the opposition, to heal the sick, to deliver those that are in bondage, to proclaim the gospel. Hallelujah. We have been called to testify and to, and to proclaim the gospel. But the gospel is always proclaimed with signs and wonders. Glory be to God. The gospel is the power of God. Not just a story. Not just a theory. Not just a theological doctrine. Yes, it could be a doctrine. But then if it is a doctrine without life, then it's just like any other religion. But the gospel is not a religion. Gospel is the good news that you don't have to live a, a life of defeat. You don't have to live a life disconnected from God. But the gospel is by, the, the good news is that you can connect with God to let him live through you. That's why Paul said, it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Let the Christ that is in you live through you. Hallelujah. That means God wants us to become more and more aware of where he is and who he is. He is God Almighty and he's inside you. That's the mystery of the gospel. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the mystery of the gospel. Amen. So he's in us. So when we, when we want to live in victory, when we want to live 
a fearless, bold life. We have to be aware of who is inside us. Can you imagine Jesus being diagnosed as having COVID positive? Impossible. It will die if it gets close to anywhere close to Jesus. It can't. So he is in you. So you have to declare when God is in me, hallelujah, I cannot be sick. And just in case we drop the guard and somehow it did penetrate, say, hey, it may have penetrated my body, but it cannot survive. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. This law of sin and death that is trying to work in me, trying to kill me, has no power because in me is the law of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the life in Christ Jesus is swallowing up the law of sin and death so that I can live in victory, I can live in divine health, I can live the blessed life. Somebody say, Amen. So the only way you can overcome this is what? By faith. Everybody say, by faith. Amen. Now, so last time we read a few scriptures. I want to, just to refresh your memory, let's go through them very quickly. I said in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33, it says, Who through faith? Who? Through what? Faith. Faith in what? Faith in the Lord. Faith in what God said. Who through faith? Not in their ability, but faith in God's ability. Say amen. Hallelujah. So our faith is not to be built just on our strength, but it's got to be built in divine strength. Our faith should be based on what? What he said. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not my word, he said. So when we take a stand on the word, when we lay claim on that word, we know that word will have to come to pass. Say amen. All right. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. They did the impossible. How? Not with their ability. Not with their, in their own strength. Not with their skill. No, it was by faith. See, faith is what connected them to the supernatural empowerment that is made available to the believer. And so when you, when you connect to the supernatural ability of God through faith, that divine power begins to work through you. So remember, you have the right to connect with God. You have the privilege because you're born again and Jesus lives inside you. You can now connect with God and his power can flow through you. Hallelujah. And now when you wage this war, whether it's against this virus or any other challenge you may be facing in life, maybe it is cancer, maybe it's another disease like arthritis, maybe it's some of the skin disease, whatever it is, I want to remind you, you can overcome that. They did the impossible. What people said is not possible. They achieved it because God was with them. God was for them. And God was the one that was fighting their battle. Hallelujah. I want to remind you where the Bible says, it's no longer you. The battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. The battle belongs to the Lord. You can engage with God so that now you're not fighting the battle, but it's divine strength of God flowing through you, make, enabling you to do what is impossible. Hallelujah to Jesus. So he says, could they quench vi the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Church, let me say this. You cannot afford to live in fear. You cannot afford to live in fear. You cannot entertain fear. It's, you know, if you entertain fear, fear will swallow you. Fear will kill you. So you have to do everything you can to build your faith. 
If you stay there in that bed of sickness and you're focusing on only what the doctors are saying, only on what others are saying, you're looking at the news all the time and you're looking at how many people are dying and you're getting the information. This is only the second wave. The third wave is going to come. It's going to be worse. And how people are dying because they have no access to medication. They have no access to oxygen. And you're all the time, you're bombarded with this kind of news. I can guarantee you, you'll be weak in your faith. You'll be filled with fear and that fear will drag you down and without the enemy killing you, you will kill yourself. Stop it. Stop it. It's, you have to take charge of your situation and say, no longer will I focus on the negative stuff. No longer will, my, will I open my eyes or my ears to hear all the negative things that are happening around me. But I will open my eyes, my ears, and I'll begin to read and I'll begin to listen to that which will build my faith. And what builds your faith? The Word of God. Listening to the Word is how you build your faith. How you receive faith. Glory to God. So focus on the Bible. What? Look at all the different magnificent, amazing, miraculous stuff that God has done in the past. If He did it in the past, He will do it again. Glory be to God. Because He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. Glory to God. If He's healed somebody in the past, He will leave. He will heal somebody today and even in the future. If He raised somebody from the dead in the past he will raise even today and even in the future praise be to God God is never changing but what limits us is our lack of faith and if you entertain things that will build fear in you you you've lost the battle already so I am exhorting you come on those of you that are sick in bed maybe you're at home and you still have the advantage where you can turn on the television turn on to programs Listen to testimonies. Listen to the word of faith, the building messages. Not these people that take all the 28 minutes in television to bash some other preacher, to talk negative stuff about another preacher or another ministry. No, that's not what you need to hear now. You need to hear something that will build your faith. Stop criticizing pastors and preachers. That's not our job. Well, they have to give account and we have to give account to what we do to God. So let us not waste our time talking and, and criticizing and judging other men of God and judge, judging other churches. Forget that. It is not time to play with your life anymore. It's time to build your faith. Amen. It is by faith they overcame. So it is only by faith. So what are you doing? I'm asking you the question. What are you, uh, Pastor, I'm praying. That's not enough. I'm praying for half an hour. That's not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for an hour. That's not enough. I want your mind to be bombarded with God's word, with testimonies, with a positive atmosphere, with the atmosphere of God's presence. Play worship music. Begin to worship God. Hallelujah. Lift up his voice when it seems impossible. When, you know, how do you engage his presence? How do you engage his power? When Jehoshaphat and his army went out to battle, they just began to sing. Hallelujah. And their worship engaged God. And God fought their battle. Now, they did not sit back and say, I hope God will do something. I know he gave a prophecy. I know he spoke to the prophet, but I'm not too sure what might happen. Maybe this, maybe that. No, there were no questions asked. Jehoshaphat said, I believe in the word and I'm going to do something that's going to build our faith. And we're going to worship God. And when we worship God, the Bible says he's, he's enthroned on our praises. Hallelujah. His presence comes. When his presence comes, the devil has to flee. He, he melts like wax. Glory be to God. 
the presence of the enemy melts like wax in the presence of God. He cannot stand the presence of God. Come on, I want you, if you're at home, you're lying in the bed, you're in isolation, don't talk. Don't waste your time reading every message that comes on social media watching you know going into the stories in whatsapp what does this fellow have his story what does she have as a story don't waste your time like that but begin to focus on listening to god's word after you listen to the word for some time relax sit back close your eyes worship god just speak in tongues for a while just imagine what God is saying. Engage your imagination. Not thinking about how many are dying and what is happening and what, what the prime minister has not done and what the government is doing and how the government is badly failing in taking care of the people. No, don't, you know, listen. By thinking all that, you're not going to change nothing out there. Neither are you going to change your situation or your health. But if you will say no to all that and you begin to focus on you and begin to work on you, you can work on you. You can't work on the chief minister. You cannot work on the prime minister. You cannot change the government like that right now. But right now, you, the most important thing is you got to change you. Hallelujah. You're going to work on you. So what do you do? You play the worship music. You play praise. You, and you're alone in the room. Don't waste your time. Don't, don't pity yourself. Clap your hands and give God, to God some praise and say, Father, I thank you. I never would have taken this time off like this. But you have made it possible for me to isolate myself and worship you and spend time building my faith. So I will listen to the word. I will create the atmosphere of God's presence through worship. Not only playing the music, but I will start singing myself. And then I will make some confessions which are in in, which are relevant to my situation I'll confess the word I'll engage my imagination and I'll begin to thank the Lord hallelujah you create that you pull down his presence and see what God's going to do for you hallelujah to Jesus plug those ears with the word of God let the word penetrate your mind let it flow through your being let it change from inside because remember church in the kingdom you live life from inside out when you change on the inside when you become bold on the inside you will roar like a lion it's not just a roar, but the roar has to come from within. And the within has to be changed first. You have to change on the inside. Say amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Okay? You cannot afford to live in fear. Fear, uh, faith is the only way you can conquer fear. Now, I spoke about what fear is. I'm not going to uh, go through all that again. But I want to remind you this. When, you know, last time I was talking about how God called Joshua and gave him an assignment to go against the giants and conquer the land that was filled with giants. And these cities with walls and how the whole situation looked so impossible. But God said, listen, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And no man will be able to stand up against you. Hallelujah. No virus can overtake you. No devil can over overtake you. Listen, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And one of them is, you will cast out devils. The root of this virus or any sickness is in the enemy's camp, not in God's camp. No sickness comes from heaven. There was no sickness, there is no sickness in heaven, there was no sickness in Eden. Sickness came from the enemy's camp, from the devil's kingdom, from the kingdom of darkness. So we have the power to overcome that. He has given us the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We have the power. Say, I have power in Jesus' name. Come on, say that. I have power over, in, over the enemy in Jesus' name. I have power over this virus. So in the name of Jesus, you've got to say it right now. If you're sick right now with this virus, say, in the name of Jesus, I, I cancel this virus 
in my body. I cancel its power. I bind it and cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You speak it in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, hey, Joshua, you got to do this. No man will be able to stand up against you. But he said, look, watch. Be strong and be courageous. Not once. Three times. By the time you get to verse 9, he says, I command you. And we talked about how uh, Paul says, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. We talked about that as well. Now, we also began to look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, because we're saying it's only through faith we can overcome fear. So let's go there. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this. Now, faith is the assurance. Everybody say faith is an assurance. Faith is an assurance. It's a, I know. It's hard to explain, but you know that you know. That's it. You know. How do you know? I don't know, but I know. Okay. That's the assurance. Faith is an assurance. So it's got nothing to do with your mind. It's got nothing to do with the reasoning. It's got nothing to do with uh, analysis. You just know. Okay. Faith is an assurance. The confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, the conviction of the re- of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we said, faith is an assurance, it's a confidence, and it's a confirmation. Faith is full confidence and freedom from doubt. Remember, this is not of the mind, it is of the heart. So what are we saying? Faith is a heart issue. Is everybody with me? Faith is a heart issue. When we talk about the heart, we're not talking about the blood pump, okay? Now, Proverbs chapter 23, 23 and verse 7 says this, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Many quote the scripture wrong. They say, as a man thinketh, so is he. No, as a man thinketh in his heart. You know, so many times, I'm sure you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. There is fear inside, but you're trying to be bold on the outside. You're trying to convince your mind saying, I'm bold, I'm bold, I'm bold. But fear is on the inside. See, what is really on the inside, the core of your being, that's the heart. Jesus said, out of your belly, that means out of your core, the spirit. And uh, the psychologists call it the subconscious. That's where it is. So, as a man thinketh where in his heart, which is his subconscious, you can say, I was healed by stripes. I was healed by stripes 10,000 times. But deep inside you're thinking, I'm still sick because it's hereditary. Because my father had it. My mother had it. My aunt had it. So deep inside you're still battling with that because there is a, there is a battle going on. Inside it says you're sick. On the outside you're trying to work on your mind saying, I was healed. I was healed. I was healed. I was healed by stripes. I was healed. And you say 10,000 times and you say, Pastor, I've said it so many times, it's still not working. Why? Because it has not, that word has not yet affected your heart. As a, that's why, you know, uh, people struggle and uh, to truly grasp this. Let me give you an example. If you take somebody from the ghetto, from a, uh, a person that lives in a, in a very small place and uh, the house is very kind of dirty, the all the sheets are thrown in a, uh, in a heap and the place is not swept well and, uh, you know, and uh, it's not clean. The bathroom, everything is dirty. And he's lived like that. You take him to a five-star hotel and place him there for a few days. Go back and see what happens. 
that five-star room, hotel room, will be turned into something that's unclean and dirty. Why? Because inside him is the picture that he's become very comfortable with. And when he walks into this place that is really nice and clean, well-kept, he struggles with that. Because his heart, which is deep inside, has not yet changed. I hope I'm making this clear. You know, I'm not talking down at anybody. I'm just trying to explain my point. Likewise, if you take somebody that has lived in a clean environment, nice, clean, and you put them in a place where it's not so clean, it's dirty, before they can settle down, they'll try to make it as clean as they can because uh, it goes against their against the way they were brought up. See, I'm trying to give you, a, a, I hope you're getting this, you know. Deep inside you have a picture. That is what I'm talking about. The heart. How do you see yourself in your heart right now? Everybody is praying for you. So many people are praying. They're anointing with oil. They're tying a mantle or, or to your wrist or to your leg or whatever. And Many people are praying, but deep inside, if you think I'm going to die, that's probably what's going to happen to you. I'll never make it. That's probably what's going to happen to you. But if you believe on the inside, I know that I know Jesus paid the price. I'm coming out. You will come out. Say amen. Hallelujah. All right. So what a man thinks in his heart is what he truly believes. What do you believe? What you, tru what you think in your heart is what you truly believe. And what you believe in your heart controls your conduct. That's what I was trying to explain. What you believe in your heart controls your conduct or controls your behavior. It controls your speech. It controls your actions. It controls everything. See? So you live life from inside out. <coughs> so we're talking about the heart, the heart issue. The heart, my friend, is the production center. The heart is the production center. Both good and evil are produced in the heart. <laughs> Let's go to Mark chapter 12, please. Ma sorry, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Because you have to understand, you are the one that makes the choice as to what will go into your heart. Not the devil, not God. You make the choice. You can choose to let information go through your mind that will build your faith or you can choose to let information go through your mind through your eyes through your eye ears to deplete you of faith and cause fear to rise okay so out of the heart oh generation of vipers this is verse 34 how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh so he says listen how can you being evil, where are you evil? In the heart. You're always thinking evil stuff. How to harm somebody, how to rob somebody, how to cheat somebody, how to uh, hurt somebody. And so when you open your mouth, you can't speak anything positive. You're always talking something that is hurting someone or not helping anybody. Okay? He says, how, out, because you listen, 
out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So out of the abundance of the heart, what the mouth speaks, what the mouth speaks which originates from your heart will come to pass. Now wait a minute. Let me read the same scripture from the NLT. It says, you brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? He's saying, a man is good or evil is determined in the heart. Hallelujah. It's in your heart. Okay. What, so for what's, whatever is in your heart determines what you say. See, your speech is controlled by your heart. When you speak out, you're actually expressing your heart. He says, a good person produces. That's why I said the heart is a production center. A, a good person produces good things. From where? From the treasury of the good heart. Hallelujah. That's why good people always encourage others. They don't try to hurt others. They speak words of encouragement. They speak words of, uh, that uplift others. They appreciate. They try to uh, use words that will release the other person to their potential. Okay, treasure of the good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of the evil heart. So can you see? It's all to do with the heart. Now, why am I speaking about this? Because your heart is where you have to be convinced that you are healed by his stripes. Not just in your head. It will go through your mind, but it has to be established in the heart. It is in the heart you must be convinced that this virus cannot hurt you. When it is so strongly established, without even blinking or thinking, you will say, I was, I have, I'm blessed with divine health. This virus cannot touch me. It's not because you've rehearsed it in your mind. It's not because your pastor is telling you to say that. Now you are convinced about it. That conviction has to come in the heart. When you, are, when you have that conviction, you can now stand up and say, Hey, that thing cannot hurt me. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's when you can say, Who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Who thinks he can defy the armies of the living God? Who is he? And when he said that, he was a 17-year-old young lad with no battle experience. No weapons of warfare in his hands. And he was going against a man who was a warrior from his youth. And Saul said, you will not survive. He said, sir, excuse me. That's what you all think. But you don't know who I know. I know that I have a covenant with God. I know who I am in God. I know my identity. And do you know, besides that, I've already experienced him. I've already experienced it. I faced a lion. I faced a bear. I tore them apart. That same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear is the one that will deliver me from that. Will deliver me from this Philistine. God will deliver. See, nobody was forcing David to say it or confess, confess, confess. It was a confession that was birthed out of the heart that was established in faith. See, so I'm that's why I'm talking about the heart. The heart is so important and you have the choice you are the deciding factor whether you will allow junk to go in 
or whether you'll allow evil stuff to go in, whether you'll allow things that will deplete you of your faith and rob you of your faith to come in, or you will put a stop to all that and say, hey, no way. I want to feed on things that will help me build my conviction in what God said. That's your choice, not God's. Okay, let's go on. Mark chapter 7 verse 20. Okay, this is what Jesus said. And he said, that which cometh out of the man defileth the man. That which cometh out of the man that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. Out of where? The heart. Can you see how important this heart is? And why am I dwelling so much on this? Because it's in the heart you must be totally convinced that you will win this battle, that you will be healed, that you will not die, but you will live to glorify the works of God. And you relatives who are catering to your, uh, to your loved ones that are sick, don't you dare talk negative stuff. Don't you dare entertain negative stuff. You start developing your faith and build it into your heart. The heart, it's a heart that is either evil or good. And you can make it good by opening your ears and eyes and having godly stuff, godly things, the word, the worship, enter into your heart, establishing you in him. Amen? From within, out of the heart men, uh, of men proceed evil thoughts, uh, adulteries, fornication, and uh, uh, murderers, thefts, covetousness, uh, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within. From where? The heart. And defile the man. The heart is a production center. Don't let the enemy take hold of your heart. Let God take over your heart. And you begin to feed your heart with the word of God. Okay? This is what I want to remind you. This is what Jesus said. He said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt where? In his heart. See, doubt and fear penetrate to attack your heart. And if you give room to either of them, they will pull you down and cause you to be defeated. But if you want to change anything in your circumstances, you want to be healed, you want to be delivered, you want to be blessed, you want to come out of debt, you want to come out of the oppression of the enemy, remember, you have the power. So he says... Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Where? In his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. When you say something, it will come to pass. But when? When it comes out of the heart that is believing. So if you're sick in your, in your bed right now with this virus, you better start speaking the word and say, I am the healed of the Lord. You better start saying, this virus will not win this battle. I will overcome this and God will deliver me and I'm healed by his strength.